0: I'm Sadek. and I'm Christian, and this is episode 108 of Shades of Brown. We we come back after like two weeks, I guess. I no, guess it was a week. Weeks? We took
1: a week off because um, it was only last week because we the week before was the uh, Google event. Remember?
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So we're back. Uh,
1: we have some. We, well, beforehand, just this quickly, um, some people will be like, "Why aren't you guys talking about uh, TVOS or the or any of the other stuff?" And the the answer to that question is no one cares about tv it's TV os fuck tv plus whatever the hell it's called see T- apple tv plus and then like there's uh some other buggy software stuff
0: you, you you told me that you mentioned this to me but you know what you know what i got on my phone yes push I got a notification notice, yes i got a push notification from the tv app it's like hey uh do you want to check out apple tv plus i was like no first of all no second of all why like why is Apple spamming me? Like it's like with an ad. The
1: best thing too is that notifications are turned on by default for the TV app. So it's not even like if you open the app right, it'll ask you. They break their own permissions model just for that.
0: Yeah, it's turned on because it's it is it is like a system app. It considers yep. it like so I had to go in and turn off notifications for the T V app, which was which I didn't think to do before because I didn't think. Like I don't use the TV app, so I was like nothing's gonna notify me from there. <laughs> Clearly, obviously I forgot that Apple is now, you know services company so we get gonna get notifications that are ads uh even though it's actually by the app store rules not a thing you should be doing but apple doesn't enforce they do it for anybody. music
1: and news and all that all the time too yeah they do
0: it for music i i remember i got one for music a long time ago in first apple music first launched uh about the
1: three-month trial right
0: yes about the three-month trial uh I think I got one for. I don't think I got one for News.
1: Well, News Plus isn't available in Canada, so I don't think. Yeah, so you, I got one for it when it when it launched. Um, and then outside of that, there's the there's like the the tips app too. Will sometimes randomly just like give you random tips and notifications. Oh yeah, I
0: turned I turned that off a long time ago. No, I haven't I I have installed like,
1: like for new users, right? And I mean, I get it, but like it's it's spammy. I mean, it's it's
0: it's it's not. Yeah, it's, it's fine if you're like if you're like new to iOS or like you know like you don't. You, you, it might it's not like it's not at least it's not an ad right it's just like it's just trying to like it's 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 trying to be helpful right it's trying to be like hey you know do you you know this feature exists on your phone that you have you know uh you can do this uh so it's it's fine the tips absolutely true
1: true but and, and and this is literally not on the topic list but since we're here we i need to we need to have a just a quick just quick conversation about ios's bad notification culture because me and you right me and you Turn off notifications for everything except what we need. When I when I see my friends' phones, it's just like a sea of red badges, and and like it's like apps that don't even need it, right? It's like oh, they installed an app one time for like a deal at their supermarket, and then I see like twenty five badges, like a twenty five count badges on it, and I'm just like, and they're they're just like, I mean, they they think it's annoying, right? But it's like it's not annoying enough for them to like deal with it, or honestly, they probably don't really know how to deal with it because managing notifications is bad. It's not like you can um. You know, you can force press now. You can delete an app from the force press menu. They really need an option just to turn off notifications from that same menu because that would make so much more sense than to going into settings. But like, it's it's so bad because push notifications are so spammy. And at the very least, of Android, right? Android does sort of like the machine learning stuff on device to group them and and prioritize notifications. Where iOS, it's sort of like a regular inbox, right? Where it's first come, first serve. But Android could be like, okay. Even if you have 10 million adware apps, because you bought the latest LG ThinkQ GX8 (laughs) on (laughs) AT&T with new RCS profile and messages plus... um It'll at least use machine learning to think you about how to sort those messages, you know, or sort those notifications in the drawer instead of doing it as a first come first serve. Um, Apple really needs some of that think you magic, I think, on their on their side.
0: Apple, I'm not, Apple is way behind on notifications. The like Android is. I like. We don't want to, this. Is like the bingo card thing again. Uh, we keep talking about notifications because it is. It is like the one of the most. It is. It's like the. It's like a basic way we interact with our global devices are basically all devices and it's it's and the really thing is critical. too right
1: the thing is too here i so linux nerds please correct me on this one but i'm pretty sure like kda3 or 4 had like super good notification control which one had which you know what i'm talking about right it was like those ground notifications that sort of look like the mac one i know gnome 2 used to have them but i'm pretty sure no it was ubuntu with the applets remember the applets where you could um it would put notifications in, like, a notification area, but then apps could also add applets to there, right? That could also hold their own notifications. Because you remember the social menu that it had that got removed, and, like, sort of the email menu and the chat menu and all that? Like, these are solved problems that Desktop Linux solved, like, a decade ago. And then if you look I like, I mean, Android solved these too.
0: Like, Android solved this already. Like, Android has been better for a long time now. Like, uh... Yeah, let's not get into it because it's, it's it's a whole topic, and we 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 keep going on about it. It's not gonna. True, uh, true. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the new product launch for Apple this week. Uh, so, Apple announced uh, the AirPods Pro, and these are essentially Apple's uh, in your mic in your headphones. In ear IEMs, basically as they're called in the audio world, uh, in ear headphones, uh, and they are obviously the AirPod style is like it's it's fully wireless, right? It, you get a, you get a case. Uh, it comes with some nice features. It comes with uh, the the key feature is is noise cancellation, active noise cancellation, which is ANC, active noise cancellation. Is basically the headphone itself does like uh, some Tech magic, it's not It's not, It's not. not magic, it's just, uh, it's physics, yeah, basically it's physics, uh, to basically negate external sound. Uh, well, it's
1: also too, it's part of the physical design, so basically it looks like sort of like a regular AirPod, but um, instead of it being just like a plastic piece that sits on your ear, what it, or in your ear rather, what it does is it has a silicon tip, so with the right silicon tip, you can sort of get like a seal on your ear, and there's also an actual air hole on the back of it sort of like a grill that allows air to be um, pushed through into your ears to help um, maintain pressure so it matches the air pressure around you so you don't get any discomfort um, sort of like if you've ever been on a plane right and you're wearing regular headphones and then your ears start popping or your hearing goes a little bit off it's only because when you're in a plane to keep the um, cabin pressurized they adjust the air pressure depending on how high in the sky you are so apple does that to maintain um, air pressure between you know in the seal and outside to make sure there's no discomfort Comfort there and you you can get this active noise cancellation in an ear in ear monitor like that because of the fact that it, they're able to create a seal and as an even better benefit outside of being able to get better noise um cancellation you could they also do um or rather the sound quality is also much more improved because when it comes to like the most high-end audiophile you know grade headphones those are in your monitors those are not um those are not on your headphones, right? If you go to R slash headphones, the ones that people say like have the best sound quality are the ones that go in your ears. Um, so,
0: okay, so, uh, so IEMs that are like that, like uh, I used to actually still have them, but I don't use them because the wire started fraying. It's a common problem. Is the Etymotic brand of uh, IEMs? These are like very expensive. Well, not. Very expensive is relative in the audio world. It's like $300, uh, which is actually not that expensive in the audio world. $50 um, more
1: than these, right? Yeah,
0: it's like, three, I don't remember. It was like $300 Canadian. Edemonic uh, IEMs, they have like obviously the, the they get this, you have to like put them in your ear properly. This or the seal. Uh, they, they, they have like a whole video on how to make sure you put it in your ear properly. Uh, like those are like monitors. Like those are like, they have a neutral sound like anemonic sound is neutral right it is like it's meant to be used like the sound you get out of is like flat it's not it's it's like a monitor sound right it's, the, it's like theme. the um
1: audio technica headphones right audio Head yeah.
0: technica or any other like studio monitors that like you know people who make uh people who work in music studios use right like stuff like that but those are like uh on over, over the year uh, these are like in year. uh so those are like those are like un- like those are they like, they have a certain sound like it's not for everyone. I don't think everybody likes that kind of neutral sound, which is fair. Uh, is I think the AirPods sound is still basically the same style as the the Nord- the AirPods Pro. Like it's the same as the
1: uh, well. So the way that the reviewers are saying it, it's not that it's. Um, I, this is why I'm, I'm I'm trying not to call the AirPods IEMs. They're in your headphones earbuds, right? But they're really not monitors per se for the fact of the sound profile because. Like for example, right? I own these Audio Technical ones that have a flat um, response, and I'm going to be honest. I kind of, I I know we mentioned it a while back. I've kind of like grown to. Th- so the the way that people like Apple and actually Microsoft and Google when they talk about their headphone tuning, they always say that they make the EQ so it sounds a little fun, and that's strange, right? Like saying that music's going to sound fun—that's sort of like an odd way of putting it. But but what 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 they're trying to say by that is that when you have a flat profile. It sometimes sounds boring or dull, right just for the fact of that you're only relying on how good of an amp you have the power the headphones and and just the music tuning itself and and I've come to like if for I only use these audio technical ones now right if I'm talking to you know do podcast stuff anything that I need to have a flat response rate because I'm doing work in them or if I'm like watching like trashy anime right like because i I need like it because having flat response rates make vocals sound better, because most um, most headphones tend to cut the mids and o- either mess with the highs or the or the the lows, right? Um, and most vocals voices sit in the mid range, so not having that touched or using EQ to adjust it makes it sound better. Um, so I usually use the beats outside of that because um, I tend to actually enjoy more of that that sound signature for listening to music, just because it that's like gives you that fun. It's more of that. I can I can do EQ in like the music app on this um, on on the audio technica's right or in Mac OS rather to raise up the bass in that, and I guess I've maybe it's like it's strange if audio quality because I don't know if I I enjoy listening to music that way because it's how all like the sound systems in the cars that like my parents had when I was younger or like my friends have they tend to have like the big subwoofers in there and that's sort of what I'm used to or if that's what I actually like.
0: I mean, there is not really like. This is the thing, like, I tell people often that, uh, I have never used an equalizer in my life. I'm going to be honest, like, I've never tweaked an equalizer in my life. It's not a thing that I do, uh, as much, I listen to a lot of music and I've never touched the equalizer dial, uh, in any OS, uh, and uh, what I like to tell people is that when, when you buy headphones or, or when you buy, uh, earbuds, uh, IEMs, whatever, uh, I always recommend listening to music that you normally would listen to with them and see how that sounds. Uh, and because as it doesn't matter if like if the sound is like if the sound is flat or the sound is bassy, if the music you usually listen to sounds bad, like it, it doesn't matter how like if if the response is flat, but the music you usually listen to sounds doesn't sound great, like that's not it's not it's not a it's not, a, it's not the experience you want. I think, uh, yeah, right, it's, right. It's, it's like you you wanna. You want to basically, essentially, buy this, buy the sound, essentially, that is most suited for the music you listen to, which is, which is, which is different. Like, so that's that's where you can. I mean, if you know how to use an equalizer, it gives you an edge because you can, you know, tweak that. But like, if you don't, you don't know how to use the equalizer, or like, you prefer not to. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> and,
1: and on top of that as well, what I have, what I what I originally thought made these headphones great was actually just the DAC I have. Um, because I I've, I'm through some weird concoction of getting a two point a three point five or to the uh, bigger whatever the bigger plug is um, headphone adapter. I actually use this DAC to power the Beats, uh, which is overkill. But what I realize is that this sound that I got is would I plug in the these headphones into just the MacBooks headphone um, port? it doesn't, I don't enjoy listening to music at all, but with the DAC, it, that's what actually makes it sound more powerful. If that makes sense. Cause it, it's driving it more, I guess. And, and that's, and when that plugged into the beats actually makes it sound better there as well.
0: Uh, it can sound clearer as well. Sometimes it's not, it's not as a problem as it used to be earlier, uh, like or a few, like a few years back where the motherboard in, it introduced noise into the onboard audio, like because of, because of just, because just physics again, uh, uh, but if you like bought like a USB DAC, that would basically remove that you'd basically get a clear audio because USB to to the DAC. Uh, and I've been using a DAC on my desktop. It's 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 great. It's the Fiio E10K. I recommend it to everybody who. It's it's a it's it's reasonably priced. You can get it pretty easily. Uh, uh, Does that one have audio controls
1: on the DAC itself? I only ask because if you have a DAC plugged in, you have a USB audio device that's a DAC plugged into Mac OS, what Apple does, because Apple's Apple, is that they actually turn off using the the, the system for audio controls. So what a Mac OS does is that it sends 100% audio, like, um, volume level to that DAC. And you have to use physical controls on it to adjust the volume or it's going to be full bleed the entire time. It does
0: have a dial. It does have a dial, which I usually, when I plug it into, it's, it's plugged into my desktop. It's set at one, It's just at one all the time, basically. Uh, and I'm, I use Windows so it's like i I just turn down the volume if i need to on windows and i leave that thing at one basically most of the time i only turn it up uh i only turn up the dial to like one and a half and two when i plug in my my headset that my my open ear headset because it's like you know it obviously bleeds sounds so it's like it's it's a little bit it feels a little bit quieter if i don't turn it up uh so like yeah like it's Get get a decent like not an expensive deck. You don't need an expensive deck. Most decks are actually like massively overkill for most people, right?
1: But at, and as an important part too, if you are going to get a DAC, just because macOS is fucky like that, if you have a Mac or ever going to use an Apple device plugged into it, make sure it has audio controls on the DAC. Otherwise, your ears are going to be in a lot of pain. <laughs>
0: yeah uh so that's i think we i mean should we go back to the airpods
1: before we move on (laughs) so um let's uh let's talk about the actual physical design so it's basically looks like a regular airpod has a silicon tip at the end of it and is a shorter stem and how they got to that shorter stem is that um with regular airpods before the h1 chip and the other processing units were all individual chips on there right and what they did is that they re-architected it to be a sip package or sip package is like saying ATM machine, but it's on a SIP now. A SIP basically is a system in package, sort of like how um, the A11 chip is an SOC, system on chip, which basically means that, you know, instead of having a separate GPU, um, mu- um, a uh, pro CPU and having like the cache, all separate parts on the motherboard, they're put together into one, s- one chip that's gonna, um, that can be miniaturized. And that's the same thinking that goes into the new H1 SIP that's in this, which allows them... To keep the same size battery as the other airpods but make them smaller as the actual processing package on there is a smaller unit than what's on the regular airpods so that's how they look a little bit smaller i like the look of them um i honestly wish apple would have done more colors though
0: Mm, um yeah people have been talking about this there were rumors that there were there would be more colors uh there's just the one obviously it's the white uh and i think apple just doesn't do colors because it's part of the branding now right it's like the branding is that like apple's AirPod branding is just like it's white right and so that's that's what they do uh there's also like mentioned the active noise cancellation there's like a mode like you can switch between active noise cancellation and a, a transparency mode which just turns off which turns off the active noise cancellation. so it actually
1: doesn't turn it off so what it does it keeps it on but it does, like, a live feed of, um, you know, like, um, on, you can turn on a monitoring mode for a microphone. That's what it does. So these uses the microphones to pump um, sounds through there, which is really interesting because I, right now, these devices probably like the processing power to do it. But I would imagine a future where you have, like, a transparency mode that lets you filter out sounds, right? Like, for example, um, say, in a future, like, if, when they get more processing power, it would make sense, right, to have a transparency mode that would filter out anything but human voices. Right, because someone tries to talk to you, just turn that on just to hear them. But if say if, like you're in a loud room or you're on the train, whatever, like I don't need to hear the fact that I'm on a bus. Right, if someone's trying to talk to me. You can sort of do like that computational stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's um, also battery life. Is uh, these are since these are wireless. Uh, Apple promising 4.5 hours of listening time per charge for the for the buds. That's with uh, the noise
1: cancellation on, with, right? With
0: noise cancellation. Uh, I think without noise cancellation, it it's, it's six like hours, thir- I believe. Six hours? I think it was like five. E- I thought it was five hours. Let me but see. Or, it, 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 it might it's be five, like, I think thirty it, minutes more.
1: Yeah, which isn't that bad uh, of a hit to battery life. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, so and the and the uh, cost is uh, U.S. dollars two forty nine, right? Uh, so so that's so that's the AirPods Pro. Well, so actually,
1: there's one more one more feature I want to talk about is that they took the. Um, you know like the home pod right it'll use the microphones and it'll calculate how long before a sound comes back to it to change the eq ish uh, like on the fly on the device they actually have that built in now so it what it what they try to do is that um because with a lot of with a lot of um music and podcasts if you master it right for the quiet room you're in you sort of change how loud it gets right because if like in my room right when i edit the podcast i i can make it quieter but i can still hear it fine or i can like make it um sort of make the eq where it's a flatter response if that makes sense right certain frequencies aren't being bumped up as much because in a quiet bedroom that's um sound treated right i don't need to make it go higher but as soon as you take the the you listen to it on a bus because of all the outside noise it makes it hard to hear so you end up cranking the volume up a little too high and so it's a similar thinking where if you have headphones that are adjusting EQ on the fly, it's not as if we're trying to change how the music sounds, but we can adjust you can you can adjust certain frequencies to sound more clear versus the outside noise, to and it'll still sound the same-ish because it's more of like compensating for the environment you're in to to make it where you can actually hear something without, you know, bumping it to 100 and fucking your hearing.
0: Uh I should mention there's like Like a like a like a talk like a thing on it like a press and hold between uh like the what is it called it's like a haptic touch thing on the
1: so it's not haptic touch what it does so there's two pressure sensitive sides on each bud and when you click on them or you hold them down. Basically the trick is is that you can make it feel like a real click not because of the physical feedback but the sound. Yeah, it'll make like a it'll make a really convincing click sound and it sort of tricks your brain into believing you're pressing a button. Cuz a lot of I mean like this is this is a thing with video game controllers, right? Like a lot of like I've always said that the controllers I prefer the most are the ones that have the clicky buttons. Clicky buttons are great because you have that tactile feedback, but it's also the audio feedback, right? Like, I don't like hitting mushy buttons because I don't feel, I don't hear it. And it's it, it just like, it throws me off. And that's why I love like the Nintendo's buttons because they're always like clack, clack, clack when you, when you. People
0: like, yeah, people like mechanical keyboards, right? It's, it's like the, it's like the feedback you get from mechanical keyboards It's nice.
1: Like, like, the, like, this is so good. Like, I, I yeah. know this is making it into the recording. <laughs> That that just sounds nice.
0: Yeah, it's 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 like well, it's like it just feel it's like it's like the tactile feedback. It's like you get a good sense of like you get a response and it feels good to actually do the thing, right? Uh uh so there's like four sen- it's called a force sensor, right? Uh single click is play pause, double click is next track, and triple click is previous track, right? Uh so that's and there's also a thing called the your tip fit test, which is like so the, these these have these ear tips. Those are replaceable. Right? And there's different uh, sizes as well. Different too. sizes, yes. Uh, and there's a, in Bluetooth settings. There's a thing called a ear tip fit test where you put the earpods for the ears and start the test. Like it plays a song, uh, and it, like it just tells you like which of the like the the what is the t-
1: which are the tips that will give you the best seal, right? Because what they do is that they play the song, but they use the microphones to listen back. And ideally, right, ideally, if it's a good seal, you, the microphones shouldn't be picking up the music being played, right? Because it, it, the sound's singing in your head or in your ears. Um, and of course, it, there, some people might need one size on one ear, one size on another ear, right? So it'll tell you that. It does it individually for each ear, which is really great. So I have... With, with all this, though, have you... Are you going to go try these on and see if you're...
0: I actually I'm curious I wanna try this on first before I do anything. Uh I'm I'm like if, if it's like if it's better than the like the normal AirPods as I mentioned, which don't work for me because like they're not like I'm like the ten percent of people it doesn't work for, like the the, the normal yearbuds design, right? Uh but this is like different des- like different, this is obviously in year uh so and I wanna I'm curious how that feels. Uh I wanna try it out. Uh I, I guess I could order it and see if it works, but I also don't want to like, do the whole return thing, but I don't know. Like, we'll see. Uh, I'm not the, only, the only
1: issue about trying them on an Apple store is like, how do they clean them? Because, like, I mean, I, in, my, in my experience, so in my own experience, putting silicon tips in your ears always gets gross after a while. And I mean, obviously, like, clean your earbuds, right? Like, that's not a problem if they're mine. But, like, if what do they do? Do these disposable silicon tips? It sounds bad for the environment. Like, how are they? Like, are they just going to wipe it down with a Clorox wipe? Like, what if they don't get all the wax? Like, I, I don't want to be earwax buddies with strangers.
0: Yeah, that's also, also, also my thing. And also, going to the Apple Store is a pain in the ass in Toronto because it's, it's all, it's downtown. It's always fucking crowded. It's, it's, it's not a great time. I, and, and I don't like being in the Apple Store because it's so crowded. Like, literally, there's not enough space to walk around. Like, just. Breathe. There's not enough. Like, there's literally, so many people. In <laughs> I
1: there. mean, the returns are pretty easy, though. They usually they don't question them if you want to return something. Apple, Apple, like if if you return something through them, they'll just like give you either a shipping label or you can just drop it off at the store. However, that you want to do it. Uh, I,
0: I I might order them like in December. I'm not in a hurry. Like I'll just wait for some more reviews to come out uh, and see what what's up, and then then I can take a
1: look yeah i'm waiting for mine to die because i think we've mentioned multiple times on the pod how mine have different battery lives but they still last the whole podcast right so as soon as the, once the battery life gets under an hour of both ears not being able to last more than an hour that's when i'm going to replace them um but i'm going to try and drive them into the ground as much as i can beforehand
0: uh and i'm really curious of the active noise cancellation it's uh it sounds really cool uh I've never had headphones with active noise cancellation. I've had IEMs which do noise cancellation because it forms a seal, but doesn't have like active noise cancellation. Like, I'm curious. Uh, So that's the AirPods Pro. Uh, It's available for like they they announced it it was
1: they're already uh, out. They came out on October 25th. Yeah.
0: Uh, Next up, we have. I guess we're gonna talk about fitness stuff. We're gonna talk about Fitbit. Uh, we're gonna to talk about how Fitbit got bought by Google for two point one billion dollars. Uh which which just for me, the first thing when I saw that news was like rest in peace, Fitbit. Because whenever Google buys something, it's not it's it's not a good thing for the people who use the products, right? Like it's it's rarely a good thing for the, for the product. Itself. Well the
1: thing about Fitbit that makes it different is that Fitbit makes money, right? Like Fitbit makes they, they are fine. See, here's what's going to be immediately killed, though. Fitbit has a very good and very updated UWP Windows 10 app. How long before that dies? How Rest long before peace. that dies?
0: Rip. Yep. Yeah, like, Fitbit actually makes good fitness smartwatches, right? Like, the Versa 2, uh, the Charge 3, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, the HR. Like, it's, like, they're, they're making, like, they're, they're obviously a fit, fitness brand, and it's, like, uh so Google is trying to, I guess, really try to get Wear OS off the ground for the first time since its existence.
1: Uh, so this is what the sixth time Google has reinvented Wear OS. It's, I, I don't
0: like. Okay, so the last time, um, last time Google made an acquisition was when they bought some unknown stuff from Fossil Group for forty million, right?
1: Yeah, and, and for that too, that actually went to the Android group from what um what a bunch of tech journalists are saying on Twitter. That didn't go to the Wear OS team. There's just some tech there that I guess Android the Android team absorbed. Um but with the with, with Fitbit, so obviously Google's gonna own all of it. And I imagine as well that what's gonna happen from here is that the Pixel team is going to start making Fitbit devices, right? But they're likely just going to be like Fitbit running Wear OS. Because Fitbit has been trying to get a smartwatch platform off the ground. And it's been failing. And and the thing, right? Wear OS, not a bad operating system. However, Wear OS runs on shit hardware. So it's actually a pretty smart buy when you think of it that way. Because like Fitbit has trash software. Google, Fitbit makes great hardware. Google has trash hardware, but makes good smartwatch software and then they can and then they'll still be trash because qualcomm won't make a new chip because the cost per user is too high (sighs) actually what do what do fitbits run I need to look this up I, real quick. I, yeah, what processor? Don't have Just
0: Qualcomm chips. Uh, I actually I'm, don't know. What... I'm
1: going to check right now because I don't. Does Fitbit make their own
0: chips for them? I, I they probably do not. They absolutely. I have like you can't be, you can't make your, like making your own chip is not easy. Uh, and I don't think Fitbit was big enough for that to be viable for them to make their own chip. Okay. I don't think see, I there's
1: a. I'm looking at a teardown right now of one. Maybe they just do some random off off brand one of like some Qualcomm. Maybe let's see here. Um, it's SSC like that would on make
0: sense. Like I can just Fitbit Versa two, right? Like Google, Wikipedia. Uh, I don't. I. I don't think they use anything other than like just off the shelf hardware that they can get from like uh, probably Mediatek, probably Qualcomm.
1: Uh, what? Is, I can't even see it on this. What is? What is yeah, I'm looking. At, I have. I don't see like it. any. I'm, I'm looking at an actual teardown. And they don't have it. Um, uh, okay, so Fitbit uses two 32-bit processors. Um, wow, they're like the Fitbit Charge has two processors in it. Ones from Texas Instruments, the other ones from ST Microsystems.
0: Are these are these like ARM chips? Are these
1: yeah? Those are like ARM chips, but like those are like ARM chips for like calculators and like yes, embedded they're devices. Like really
0: like they're, they're not like. High-end qual- arm chips, right? These are, like low, really like ba- bargain basement arm chips, right? Uh, well, the
1: thing is, too, I guess for I guess for these, um, since Fitbit has like obviously like relationships with existing um, um, sort of like fabs and and process and places like Texas Instruments and SC Microsystems, what they could do in theory is just like use Google money and have like a, com- a custom processor commissioned out for it, and just not going with Qualcomm because honestly you only really need to get Qualcomm involved for like what the, if you do like LTE and like maybe just don't make a of LTE or you can have it as a separate chip on there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I I can see where this like this this investment is gonna go and I am not hopeful though. Like I, I just, I don't know. This Google has just been squandering like the whole warehouse thing for so long. It just feels like, yeah it's they, they, this is another shot in the dark oh no i mean i have
1: no faith in it but it's kind of <laughs> weird that google now owns the ip for pebble
0: all oh, right yeah because they bought pebble forgot, originally right yeah. right i forgot about pebble uh i remember pebble being like a big deal a while back i remember like uh like a, like a professor at school being like hey look look at this pebble notification thing and i'm like that's cool uh
1: I want and then Pebble died and now there's custom third-party servers running in a custom app store. I need to put that story in the show notes. I forgot who wrote it. Fuck. Was it Ars Technica? It might have been one zero. Ah, oh, fuck. This is one blog though. They are basically like someone, some ex-employees of Pebble cloned all the server software and like released a way to point to change your device to point to the unofficial um, server software that they're running now. And, like, there's a custom app store and all that, too. There's, like, it's a community-led effort to keep these Pebble devices alive. There's even people 3D printing um, replacement parts for the Pebble.
0: I mean, I'm... Sure. Let's, let's get it. Uh, I mean, it's, that's actually a pretty cool thing to have. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, what happens with these four Fitbit devices? Like, the the, the Fitbit devices that are around now, like, like, as I mentioned, the Forza 2 and, like, the Charge...
1: I mean Google will probably support them until they give like a two week uh off time. Cause I imagine that the Fitbit's um Fitbit's own software, at least for like so the physical software on the device is only as bad when it comes to like doing smart device stuff. But for fitness tracking and for all of that, it's great. And like so is Fitbit's social stuff and their own app. So I imagine that actually Google's health will, or Google Fit, whatever the fuck it's called, will get sunsetted. Fitbit takes over for it and they just use that infrastructure,
0: or they merge it, or they like just like they just like merge it in some way. Like, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, It's just because like Google Fitbit's Fitbit platform is, is good for the, the that fitness. Yeah, I heard Fitbits.
0: Is. I've heard Fitbits. Like actual fitness stuff is actually like a good. It's, it's actually like well, like well done. It's like focused on the fitness stuff. Um, and I, I think like this is Google trying to make a uh, make a point of like trying to get into the fitness stuff that Apple has been doing right like Apple has been really getting into the fitness stuff and it feels like Google's like hey we, we gotta do this as well and this is this is like their way of starting that uh, I don't know if it'll go anywhere we'll come back in a few years when like it's Google has ruined all the Fitbit goodwill and uh, products at uh, IP but uh, we'll see so that's the Google news Uh let's talk about video games uh this is gonna be fun uh let's start uh we're gonna start with blizzcon which which is which was this week i think it's still happening by the way uh did
1: they screen questions that's the first thing we didn't know did they do any I a
0: i don't know because i did not watch any of the q a stuff i just watched the opening ceremony bits of it right like I watched the opening ceremony for its trailers, like the cinematics that it did, and that was it. Uh... Oh,
1: cool! Actually, I yep. Someone they they did do Q and A. I'm gonna actually pull up the video right now. Um, so video uh video ti- er, sorry, this is actually an article. Um, oh, there's a video of it. Cool. So fans interrupt BlizzCon 2019 World of Warcraft Q and A with Hong Kong protest. Beautiful.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's talk about that. Rather, right? let's, let's start with this, with that, with that topic, with that in mind. Uh, going into BlizzCon, as we we were talking about the Hong Kong, I, we actually we didn't talk about the Hong Kong stuff on the podcast, right? Did we? I don't think no, we, we never
1: talked about it on the podcast <sighs> itself.
0: Okay. So how do we like put this into context? So, uh, essentially, what happened was there was a Hearthstone tournament in in where was it in Taiwan um right uh and a streamer uh not a streamer uh, uh like a Hearthstone player who was participating in the tournament uh who won like the tournament I think Blitzchung uh did like a like a like a he basically said like he did like a pro- like, he, he basically shouted a slogan right what I don't remember what he said right
1: Free Hong Kong, um, revolution of
0: our times, democracy, democracy. Oh no. Revolution of our times. Yes. Uh, that's what he said. Uh, and then, uh, blizzard, uh, blizzard, uh, China, I guess, uh, fired, uh, fired the casters who were, who were there doing the interview with, with Blistrung and also Blistrung was, was banned and his prize winning strip, uh, and since since that time, like that, that obviously caused like a huge, de- like big deal, uh, across like you know Blizzard fan communities and like like Hearthstone communities, Overwatch communities, like uh, they, they 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 changed the ban to like a six month ban, right? And, and they also they reinstated gave, the prize reinstated wins. his winnings, but like, obviously the damage was was done at this point, and, and the narrative had shifted from. Uh, like it was done. It was done. Like I, I feel like the narrative kind of shifted into this sort of like anti-China sentiment, right? Like it was just like Blizzard is, uh, Blizzard is kowtowing to Chinese, uh, Chinese like government or what? The, what they think is what they think they should be doing in face of criticism about the Chinese, uh, about the uh, about the Chinese government. So it's like.
1: And as a, as an aside, um, just because it needs to be stated, China is the world's biggest market for video games, entertainment, um, for the most part. Most Hollywood movies tend to do more in the East versus the West. And Tencent has a 5% stake, I believe, in Activision Blizzard.
0: I think they divested their stake. Their stake. They don't have any stake anymore in Activision Blizzard. But uh, it, uh, so like this issue is really complicated because the thing is, China's, obviously is this an authoritarian regime and uh, the human rights abuses uh and there are various topics that like the protesters uh now and other human rights activists have been talking about for years obviously you know there's nothing 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 is new here it's not like china china's good uh like china's government is good or, or like it's it's obviously a fraud issue but like it, it like the whole protest sort of morph into i don't know like people who suddenly cared a lot more about hong kong than than they did a couple of weeks ago like hong kong protests well so the the thing is right
1: the thing is with this it's it's more of that um and this is more specifically an american thing sort of and it sort of bleeds out to the rest of the west but very strong over here is that it's like we're all americans blah we don't kowtow to anyone like if like punch Nazis and shit, right? Even though it's not it's like that's the ethos even though in actuality that's all not how most people actually are, especially for most businesses. But the reason that I think this pisses people off so much is that it fucks with their own idea in their head of American exceptionalism, right? Where they believe that like, oh yeah, fuck ho- uh, fuck fuck the Chinese government. Like pro Hong Kong. You never you you don't deny someone protesting for democracy because that's what we're about when there's that such a flawed statement in any read of american history show otherwise especially if you look at latin america just saying but um but at least for like culturally that's what people believe and because blizzard went against that it fucked with their ideas of what um uh, american norms are even though in actuality like I mean, like we—the
0: issue is more gray than that. Like, the issue is grayer than that because, uh, like I just actually mentioned, like Chinese—the the the record for Chinese human rights abuses is is obviously terrible. Like I'm not excusing anything that China is, the Chinese government is doing. Like and also, I should separate the Chinese government from the Chinese people because these are like they're not the same. Like uh, there are a billion people. There are more than a billion people in 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 China, uh, and the government obviously does not speak. For all of them, right? As much as they did pretend to, uh, so like there's people, like I feel like a lot of like anti, like uh, what what I, I saw some someone mention it. It's it's it's, it's like it's a common term for it. It's called yellow peril, right? Like people like Americans being like it's like the China is like the other, right? You know, like the sort of like the the.
1: Uh, it makes it very easy to be xenophobic right and under the guise of saying you're pro-democracy it it sort of allows people to be to be um racist with without without having anything bad happen because you're promoting democracy you can't get canceled over that but at the same time it's it's hypocritical for the reason of and and what i'm saying And by the way i'm for blitzchung being able to um protest right i i i don't think that blizzard should have taken away his winnings i think blizzard shouldn't have allowed it to begin with because how sports tend to work outside of um esports is that the nba tends to be the most open with it um nfl is becoming a little bit more open but fuck the nfl um where they allow players outside of the game and on the field to show supports for specific political movements but not to explicitly say it so like if it's a difference between wearing a free hong kong shirt versus actually saying it and in most traditional sports in the states at least will allow like someone during an interview to wear that shirt rather than explicitly say it and i think blizzard overshot their um the ramifications because it should have honestly the best way to handle it would have been like hey um probably a bad idea don't say that again but um you know like here's a slap on the wrist and then make it known to everyone else that not to do that whereas the immediate we're gonna ban you for it was the wrong way to go about it and and it's and it's like if we take a look from a west perspective as well you have like it it's the, the thing I always love it when, when when specifically when it comes to either like North Korea or or China or anything like that, people in America specifically are always like, "Yeah, fuck those governments and all that." And then like we just all conveniently ignore everything we've done in Latin America to support authoritarian regimes, just because they um, were willing to give us some sort of economical
0: power rate. It, we we it's this 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 just comes back to American exceptionalism, where Americans think that they are uniquely good right like the thing that are uniquely bad right even even just that the thing that they are they have this sort of like moral high ground when they don't really uh at, at all uh but like it's it's just like more american exceptionalism when you like boil down like the basic like the sort of like the core of the response that, that comes from americans i think like there are obviously people who do care about what's like about freedom in like the freedom of speech or freedom of the democracy in China or in Hong Kong or in Taiwan. Uh, Like it it is an issue that some people do genuinely care about, but it it feels like a lot of the response was a knee jerk response that was not really grounded in any sort of uh, knowledge of the topic or like understanding of Hong Kong and Chinese relations and like the history of the area. Like there's so much things, so many things going on. Uh, and and what did Blizzard do at BlizzCon? It, they did what everybody I think was expecting them to do, which is, is like basically have a statement that says nothing, right? Like they said absolutely nothing. They said zero. Like I like they said some words, but they don't mean anything, right? Like they they like J. The what's his name? J. Allen Brack, uh, the, Blizzard, the president of Blizzard, goes up on stage and gives a little. Uh, He says that uh, we moved too quickly in our decision-making, right? And then to make matters things, we were too slow to talk with all of you. Uh, Didn't live up to the high standards we set for ourselves and failed in our purpose. And I am sorry, and I accept accountability. Like, what does that—I mean, like, that's not— like, that's not going to do anything, right? That's, that is, I mean, that's an apology, maybe.
1: Basically, the apology he gave is the same one that when, like, people on Twitter or, like, social media get accused of being problematic, it's, he basically said, sorry if we offended you. Not sorry for actually fucking up.
0: Sorry we fucked up. Not, not sorry we, like... I mean, sort of they're, they're, uh, acknowledge that failed in that purpose and like didn't live up to the high standards we set for ourselves like there was a little bit of that but it's like a little bit of most of it is just like
1: but he ain't saying shit right like the the entire apology is there's nothing in there that makes me that that directly says hey we fucked up in our response we maybe should have handled this differently and that's it and honestly like and i've like i've said before like i don't think that allowing the a bunch of people on um esports um arenas to outright like say stuff like that, especially when the competition's happening in that environment, might not be the best idea to do just for the fact of that, like, hey, you know, um as much as we want to be like, yeah, pro sp- free speech and all that, people have gotten shot at gaming events before. Like, that's happened. Like, there have been shootings at these. You have, you kind of have to watch ha- what kind of speech you allow to be said there. Cause if you incite violence, well, guess what? Like, down the street, like 20 minutes away from where I live at in Orlando, there was that, um, what was it? The one, was it an NBA tournament? Might have been Battlefield.
0: I had the Call of Duty. I think it was a Call oh, of Duty. Call of Duty was tournament. an EA yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, EA, oh, an okay. EA,
1: EA sponsored one. Oh. And that one got shot up. And like, that's, that's something that happens. So you have to be, you have to be, careful and i get from blizzard's perspective that they wouldn't want it like i don't blame it for that because obviously like you know while yes some speech promoted people are like wild out there and i don't uh, internet detectives are now like arming up right so like you don't want to like make them super pissed and come like shoot up the the Hearth or, uh, hearthstone tournament but you also need to give people a little bit of flexibility to um to actually express their opinions which is how i think how the sort of how like nba does it where it's like yeah maybe don't be like Fuck twelve on stage, but definitely wear a shirt that that promotes like awareness about police violence, like yeah, like that's a good line to draw, I feel like
0: yeah, um, uh, like a lot of like like uh, heavy political speech uh uh at events like this like it's like there's a reason like that law like that rule exists from Blizzard is to prevent people from saying actually bad things, right, and I feel like they overreacted uh somebody in that obviously overreacted uh clearly and 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 this is the whole thing like if they if the per- whoever made the decision didn't overreact this would have gone nowhere right like this would have not registered anywhere outside of Hong Kong. Right? Well, I still
1: think they needed to do like something about it because if if they set the tone for like free Hong Kong speech is fine, you sort of you can't be like okay, left speech is fine, but at the same time, right speech isn't because that's sort of like it, it, what if someone afterwards is like yeah, like some, said a bunch of like really pro China stuff and in or or a more relevant example, I guess for us since I'm really not privy uh, privy to Chinese politics is like if someone at say um, Overwatch League was super pro Trump. And was like saying some xenophobic shit. If you let someone go all the way to say liberate Hong Kong, what's what's the difference between someone saying build a wall or deport all of like the Mexicans, right? Like those are those are as strong on either side of the of of the um sort of what's, what's whatever that chart's called, the, like the four axis chart of where you like lie on politics. Those are strong statements leaning in either direction, and you get into the whirly really weird spot of becoming like Facebook and having to to moderate um sort of political speech. And I don't think. Any games company is qualified to do that. Firstly, and should be doing it.
0: Is no, no, no. Certainly not Blizzard. Uh, certainly not Blizzard. Uh, certainly not any games company. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, that issue. Okay. So that with, with that context, we we talked a lot about this. So we mentioned Jalen Allen Bragg gave a little speech that meant absolutely nothing. It's completely hollow. So that's that's what's going on. They announced some stuff. Let's let's talk about that. Right. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the first thing they announced. I think that I remember was Diablo Four,
1: uh, and this the, is not the mobile game, right? No, this is this which is, hasn't come uh, out the, yet. By the way, that Diablo mobile game has yet to ship. You remember from last year the the controversy about that? The question as the guy asked him, right? He was able to oh, also, yes, uh, like
0: yeah, like the anti-China sentiment is is was strong there too. I remember a lot of I had some discussions with some people uh, that on IRC they were like. Yeah, NetEase has been working with Blizzard for a long time. Though they're, they're NetEase is China like Blizzard's ch- partners in China, uh, so that, that's why NetEase is making the mobile game uh, because they do a lot of mobile games. Uh, and there is nothing absolutely nothing wrong with uh, there being a Diablo mobile game, and the reaction to it was incendiary for basically xenophobic reasons. Uh, so that that was that was that was a pleasant thing last year uh, from Blizzard. Uh, so. Here it is, Diablo Four. Uh, there was a, there was a gameplay trailer, uh, and there was also like a cinematic. Uh, the cinematic was very pretty. I don't know. I've never played a Diablo game. Have you played any Diablo games? Uh...
1: I have played Diablo Three a little bit because it's one of the two games that supports Metal on Mac OS and has really great eGPU support. <laughs> so I have played Diablo. Um, Diablo is like a MOBA and Destiny mixed together. It is a looty game. It's a looty game. Yeah.
0: So it's like loot based. Yeah. It's a lo- it's a looty game. Yeah. I knew that. Um, like it's like horde based, right? It's right. Like, right. You just
1: clear waves of enemies, a bunch of effects and stuff. Which, if you're into that sort of like rapid fire style gameplay, it's actually pretty fun. So, um, so I've I'm excited to see Diablo Four. I've not beaten Diablo Three. I've only played a little bit of it. I'm not like super into it. But I, I for at least from what I've seen, I think the feedback around has been pretty positive as much as it can
0: be. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, yeah. I didn't see the gameplay trail. I just saw the cinematic, which was very, very well done. Obviously, the cinematics. Blizzard is very good at cinematics. They have been like the art the, style. It's, it's very good. Uh, so, like, as usual, like, it's going to have like PvP, right? Uh, there's PvP on it. Uh, it's going to launch in a launch on Windows. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, I don't think they confirmed a date yet. Right? Uh, there was no date. So that was Diablo Four. I I can't say I'm excited. I'm just it's just it's just Diablo. I guess I i have never played a Diablo game, so it's like mm-hmm. fine. Actually, uh, as
1: well, we need to say um one thing about Diablo Four. Diablo Four confirmed to be only um playable when you have an internet connection. That ge- this game cannot be played offline, which is um not good because diablo has a dedicated single player mode right and that's i i don't fuck with this trend <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan because like even because like what's the point of the drm for always online because okay let's say for example if someone cracks the game to only play it single player right while not connected to the internet like or just play for single player you can make it where obviously you check for licenses if you're trying to play multiplayer and how many people buy games like diablo and that not to play with their friends like how much of the player base are single player only people, right? And how much money would you actually lose for some form of piracy through that?
0: Yeah, that's that's this that's true. Overwatch Two uh, leaked like a uh, like I think I think a week, a couple weeks before. Like there somebody dug through some file, like data mining uh, some some update files or something. Uh, they found like art assets uh, for Overwatch Two. Uh, so Overwatch Two is essentially. Uh so I have a link. I'm gonna have a link which which has like everything that was announced. It is there's gonna be a new game mode called Push. There's gonna be uh four new maps, uh one of which is, is Toronto, which I'm excited for. Uh get to play Toronto in, in, in Overwatch, great. Uh Gothenburg, Monte Carlo, Rio de Janeiro. Um, multiple new heroes, uh Echo and Sojourn were the ones that they showed in the cinematic. Uh, And the the gameplay trailer, and they updated the engine, and the UI has has actually changed significantly. Like the UI is very different. If you look at the gameplay trailer, like the UI is more flat and it's it's like sort of more horizontal. It's 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 different, and they also changed the look of the characters, which which was a little bit uh, strange. Um, And they we have a new co op story mode with. And new hero missions and also like RPG kind of stuff, like hero talents, which is which is basically a skill tree, by the way. Uh so Overwatch now has like PvE, RPG co-op elements coming in. They didn't give a date. That's Overwatch 2. Um, it's it's gonna like like uh all skins, cosmetics and like other progress will like carry over. So you know it's like it's it's like basically a Basically, Overwatch Two is gonna be like the new over, like it's gonna be Overwatch. Like, the- I, I like I don't understand why it's like why they're calling it Overwatch Two, but uh, that's that's what that is. So
1: this is this this isn't a separate game. Then it's just kind of like DLC on top of it, or like- I mean, it is a
0: separate. Well, it's gonna replace. of oh, it's gonna, it's kind of confusing. Like with the way they reveal it, like they, they weren't like too super clear on what's gonna happen. Is that. Uh, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like available like like the, the rumor is that the like the base like the PVP PVP part of the game is gonna go free to play and the PVE stuff is gonna become like the one the stuff that you have to pay for which is Overwatch uh,
1: sort of like Destiny.
0: Yeah, it's going to become like sort of like a destiny model. It's like the details are like not 100% yet. So, and they, they were like, they were being kind of shy on the details. Uh, I guess the details are not completely ironed out yet, I guess. Uh, and they didn't even give a, like a release date for Overwatch 2. It's like probably sometime in 2020. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's Overwatch 2. Uh, it is, I, I, I don't know, like i I'm like excited because it's like, oh yeah, more Overwatch stuff, uh, I don't know how good the story stuff is gonna be because it's, it's, so far like it's been it's been the crapshoot. um uh, i I don't know how well like the mission the co op stuff, like the r p g stuff is gonna work out, like but yeah. Uh,
1: the thing I'm looking at it too. It says like these highly replayable missions. That makes it seem like it's a lot more like a Destiny strike than like a really, yeah. It like is, a, it's like gonna be like Destiny.
0: I mean, the way that they talked about the the hero, hero missions, they were like felt like there was like strikes, right? Like you yep, like strikes yep. in Destiny that you just like play them, right? And you'd like you level up your your heroes, right? Like it's like the, you add like progression there. Right? It's it's that's that's what you're doing. So like. I think what they're trying to build on is like, you have these hero missions and then you can add new heroes and you can then add new content, by the way, right? You can just new, you can add like new hero missions and then basically have more content. So you keep adding heroes and you keep adding story mode stuff. You keep adding hero missions. That's what this is basically becoming Destiny. I It's weird to me because I, I, I uninstalled Overwatch because I'm taking a break from it. Uh, to, and I'm, and I'm just playing Destiny. Um, and if Overwatch becomes more like Destiny, it's like, well uh well i mean I do you guess. see anything
1: in the what's shown off so far that makes you like maybe you want to get back into overwatch
0: um i mean i like i probably will go back to overwatch i want to see like what the new game mode is is does it feel good to play like is it more interesting than the current game modes like uh it, are the new maps nice like the new heroes what do they add? like i like so much of this stuff is not like there wasn't enough for me like for me to get really excited because there's not enough details they just sort of have like they had the cinematic and the gameplay trailer and they showed off like some little bit of shots from the new heroes but they didn't like demonstrate like abilities or like how the heroes are going to play like the game the game mode it wasn't like too well demonstrated so like i when this when this comes closer to release we're probably gonna get more details and that's when i probably will like be more interested in it. At this at this point I'm just like, all right, cool. It's gonna happen in sometime in twenty twenty, I guess. I I'm I guess I'm not I guess I'm on like the like, break from Overwatch until this comes out, right? So that's that's a good timeline for me. Uh it works out. Uh so that's fine. Uh yeah, like the community was like it's it's interesting. And like, some people like the cinematic was really good and everybody was very emotional about the cinematic because it had all these characters in this like they got like, like sort of like Pixar style at like reunion or whatever, and like it's, it was really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's Overwatch 2. That's that's BlizzCon. Uh, anything? Well, actually, I mean, is there wasn't there anything else? I think there was World of Warcraft stuff. I, do, I don't know. I don't. I didn't follow any of the Warcraft or World of Warcraft stuff, so I I don't.
1: I kind of gave up on World of Warcraft, and I and I have yet to hear anything from the World of Warcraft YouTubers I follow that this is anything wildly different i think wow at this point has become like more of the same um which i think is the same for like also final fantasy 14 as well because in final fantasy 14 also have a new expansion announced this week or something like that
0: i i don't i, I actually don't know but uh, i mean it's, i mean mmo players like their. i mean i don't think they like drastic change Probably as much as they.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, if, I, if Blizzard, any, if Blizzard and i um, Square Enix have, saw, have learned anything from like Bungie, it's like you fuck with the game too much, and it's a uh, your subreddit turns into a shit show.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's... so so. That's BlizzCon. Um, I don't know. I mean, these game conferences are becoming like
1: honestly, all of BlizzCon could have been like a Nintendo Direct style twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, thing. it could have been, and you could actually just watch the you could just watch the video. Uh, it's posted like the 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 opening conference, and that's all that you really need, uh, unless you really want to get into the details. Uh, so that's 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 Blizzcon. Uh, uh, so let's wrap this up. Uh, as always, you can find us on Two Shades The show notes are going to be there. Uh, you can email us, contact at Two of You can find me on Mastodon at static safe at macedon.zombocloud.com and show us a where can people find you on the internet
1: you can find me but very quickly before you find me do not send spam email to the two shades of brown email please on god like we, we it's not a joke when we say it the amount of garbage that comes in there like i'm literally about to like just make a p.o box and be like if you want to message if you want to at me do snail mail
0: i mean that's not better because you get then you get physical spam which is which is worse i think because it's it's paper you have to dispose of it bad for the environment
1: true uh, true i guess we'll just let the bits rot <laughs> yeah
0: yeah just but, put uh, it in the spam folder and yeah
1: yeah um but if you want to find me online you can find me on mastodon at chosefine at chitter dot xyz and my website chosefine.website.
0: yeah uh and with that goodbye bye